welcome. Thanks for having me on, Gus. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for joining us. We are in the heart of St. Louis City, in my basement currently, uh, so welcome. So you guys do uh, improv? Yeah, me and Sean, we are an improv duo called Demetrium. Kind of a mashup of both of our names, mostly mine. <laughs> like 95% like, of the yeah, rest yeah, of Demetrius. Yeah, 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 last name. I get the yeah, was, we, we know who's the backbone of the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> no. He's Jordan. You're a coach. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Basically. I mean, but but no, we're we're good. We have a good rapport. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, so that's basically what caused us to uh, you know start this podcast. I like uh, to think I'm Rodman. Rod- know, personally, <laughs> I'm, I'm a Rodman style. Just like, is he an alien? I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I mean, Sean, you know, he's an interesting guy. He got some interesting theories. A lot of those, yeah. Maybe go into a couple of those. And then our other friend here is uh, Carrie, uh, as our sometimes guest on the podcast. Occasional guest, you know. He's just the, uh, basically the Justin Timberlake of Saturday Night Live. Ooh. I'll yeah. go with okay, that. Okay. I don't go with that. I love JT. Yeah, he's our Great musical hour, act also. Yeah. yeah. So he'll, he'll come out and do a... A one-person solo song, uh, so just mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, man. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> right, and Cam, in addition to the yeah. three other things I told you about, is also a, a podcaster. Oh, um, cool. He hosts the Awesome Talk. Yeah, Awesome Talks. Awesome Talks. Uh, yeah, just it started at, uh, some dude asked me to do a podcast, and I was like, yeah, and he asked me to do it at my house, and he kind of showed up. And he ended up being cool. I didn't know who the hell he was. And, uh... Pretty much recorded a half-assed podcast and went out and got drunk together. <laughs> and, uh, nice. Like, I woke up in the morning, I, like, he crashed in my spare bedroom, woke up in the morning, and he, he was gone. And he's like, <laughs> hey, man, you can have the podcast equipment. Podcasting ain't for me. What? So, <laughs> yeah. So he, he bought the equipment, brought it over. It was, over. like, nice equipment. He I brought was, it like, over your house and just ran away? <laughs> uh, well, he brought it we recorded, and he's like, I gotta go to work early. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, let's just go for one drink and then after the podcast uh shmammered uh, he just kind of let and it, it just stayed in my closet for like probably a year and i was like hey man i'm, I'm gonna try the podcast thing and, and uh worked out pretty well awesome how long have you been dollar i spent how long have you been podcasting for uh six weeks now oh nice wow. week number six how often are you doing it uh, I wanted to do, because I didn't really listen to any podcast until Joe Rogan's podcast, and I just oh, thought nice. podcasts were a reason to get drunk with your friends and talk. Yeah, basically. Uh, That's, yeah. 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 <laughs> and? So, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I wanted to do it like every two or three days like Joe Rogan does, and the oh, nice. uh, Revolver podcast, they, uh, they reached out and asked if I would do their sports podcast, do a sports podcast for them, and... Uh, I said no because I don't watch sports and I don't really know much about it. But I'm like, I'll talk to friends and get drunk on, on air. Like, yeah, man, that's, that's cool too. <laughs> okay. So, Find a niche. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has their niche. That's I guess, right. right. <laughs> that's not mine. <laughs> Podcasting, yeah. So once a week, I, I, I do now, but I'm, I just try to get like interesting people and, and I, was, I just, I just want to get drunk with strangers. It, it has to be someone I don't know. <laughs> Because there's that boundary of your, you know, what lines to cross. Because you mm. don't know a person, but then you're drinking, so then it's cool. But then it's recorded, so it's like an internal battle every time I ask a question. Yeah, yeah. Well, open a beer, sir, and let's podcast together. Because we got beers around. So I, uh, I, I, I don't drink beer, but uh, oh, well, I will. Whatever. I will plug Claire Ten Vodka. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> and say whatever low calorie thing boxers drink. <laughs> Just my, my my vodka water and lime with extra straws. <laughs> nice. Drink like a man. That's right. I just don't like carbonated drinks and, and beer just makes you feel full. It oh, tastes yeah. like shit. I mean, it's, it's a choir taste. Yeah, it, it depends. Yeah, some of the micro brews I feel like are better than the things like Bud Ice, like I'm currently drinking. Uh, but um, I feel like natural. I've never heard of Bud Ice. Nat, natty really? Light is, is underrated. Natty Ice? Natty Light. Oh, Natty Light. People, oh, people yeah. give me shit for drinking it all the time because it's cheap. It tastes good. I'd buy it if it was double the price. Honestly, I feel like it tastes really good. Have you had Natty Light? Seriously? I'm dead serious, yeah. I, 
I think it tastes great. Are you 14? I think that's crazy. I know, right? Are you 14? I wish I was 14. That's all they can get their hands on. <laughs> yeah, no, I hate natural light actually. That was the that was the thing that we always had at our tailgates and like college, and it was the worst. I thought I don't get the uh, hate. I really don't. It's just have like you tried? Water. I mean, I started yeah. drinking about two or two or three years ago. It's like I don't know if they changed water. the recipe. I never drank it before then, but I would highly recommend trying it out. <laughs> I'm just saying, guys. Okay, all right. Well, all right. Well, I'll have to. Um, well, can maybe we should okay. uh, retry uh, natty light? Carry stamp of approval. <laughs> I don't know. Great liquor. That stamp is becoming watered down day by day. <laughs> you got to stop stepping everything. <laughs> so, Cam, you won another fight uh, a couple days ago, right? Yeah, Saturday night, I uh, I won nice. uh, Kansas City Golden Gloves. Oh, and wow. Very cool. Congrats. They told me, because I, I fight at either heavyweight or super heavyweight. Heavyweight's anything up to 201 pounds, and super heavyweight is anything above 201 pounds. And oh. uh, I just go whichever one I feel like it because I can win both relatively easy. Shit. Uh, so I won nationals at 201. So I qualified for, uh, this was in December, so I qualified for this year's nationals uh, at heavyweight. So I couldn't fight. At, so I had to fight at super heavyweight because I just want to qualify at two different weight classes to say I did. Wow. Uh, just ruining other people's dreams who showed up. <laughs> and uh, that was like, three weeks ago in New Mexico and I said I was going to fight this tournament at Super Heavy because I was already fat and uh, <laughs> fat, they told okay. me they told me I would have to, they told me I have to drop the uh, it was like 22 pounds in three weeks I was like alright I can do that Whoa. and 22 like, pounds in three weeks that was no problem to you <laughs> yeah like yeah I can man up to that it's okay. uncomfortable but I can do it wow. in three weeks I just need to eat right yeah but, okay Two weeks later, after like I was getting my weight down, they told me, "Never mind, we want you to have your weight." So <laughs> what? <laughs> I started eating and drinking again. So I went out a few nights, and then I got up to got up to like two eighteen. And Tuesday night, uh, I had to work out, and I was two thirteen, and I had to lose twelve pounds by the next day. So lost the weight overnight, twelve pounds. Weighed in Wednesday, made weight, and then I wasn't supposed to fight at all. And then they called me on Thursday night, basically Friday morning, and told me I needed to be 201. Oof, I, scale, I was 217. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. And I lost 16 pounds from Friday night to Saturday morning. What? What did, what did you cut off? What? What? <laughs> what, what body part what? did you lose? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, there's there's this uh, woman's makeup remover called Abilene. Okay. Basically, rub it on your whole body. You put on a sauna suit. What? And then uh, a sauna suit is like a rubber suit that no air gets in, and uh, basically heats up in there, and it, it just it makes the the cream makes you sweat, and your sweat makes you sweat more, and it's just like a stew in there. And uh, <laughs> I ran. What do you in, in the twelve hours? Ran sixteen miles, jump rope for like an hour, uh, sat in the sauna. I, I, uh, so I did a boy, I did the boys and girls annual, uh, club, club meeting, which is Friday night, which is basically BYO, uh, not BYO, it's all you can drink, it's an open bar, and I couldn't drink because I knew I had to work out after, and then I had to stop off at the boxing matches, and then after that I went to the Relay for Life to talk at the closing part of the ceremony, which I didn't know at the time, it's 10.30 at night, so I didn't get home till midnight, worked out till 2.15. What? Went to bed at 2.09, woke up at 5.30, was in the gym by 5.45, and worked out from 5.45 till 8.30, weighed in at 9, and then fought Saturday night. It was a shitty 24 hours. Yeah, what? Doesn't that, like, suck to fight after all that? Yeah, and someone (laughs) let me beat them. Boxers watch a lot of tape? I don't. No? Like, I watch my shit sometimes to be impressed with myself. (laughs) (laughs) But it's more instinctual, or what? Yeah, it's just instincts. And everybody fights differently, and your opponent always fights differently. Like, if I have a plan, you're going to have a plan for my plan, but I have a plan for your plan. And that goes back and forth. I just don't make a fucking plan. Good luck. (laughs) That's great. I love that. Yeah. 
kind of adding an improv element of boxing, really, a lot more of it to it. <laughs> I don't think I've fought in St. Louis. I used to go to uh, to All City. That was in St. Charles, I think, or somewhere I didn't feel comfortable. It was in the hood, St. Louis. Probably not St. Charles. Yeah, same, probably not St. Charles. <laughs> St. Charles is very, 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 very white. Yeah. Um, I I always say I judge I judge the safety of a neighborhood by how far the closest Starbucks is. Oh, so Starbucks many. So many in Starbucks. So true. Yeah. Compared yeah. to a dude trying to sell me a mixtape. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you haven't fought in St. Louis in a while, then? No, I I, I, I sparred there a couple times, but I don't think I've ever oh. fought in St. Louis. I don't go. I, I went to. Uh, I performed at the comedy club out there. Oh, uh, cool. Just like an, it's like an out, it's in an outdoor plaza. I think it was Funny Bone. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, Funny, Funny Bone, Bone is probably yeah out at the Westport Plaza there. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. How long have you been doing comedy now? Uh, since since about 2012, 2013. I don't think it's a it's a fair assessment of time because uh, basically you understand you get better with the more the more stage time you do, the better you get. Uh, but yeah. the problem with comedians, like the local ones, are like no one can really sell tickets because everyone's friends are also comedians right. who are not going to pay for tickets. Right. Uh, <laughs> I just basically cheated and I have fans. So it's not how funny arts if you could sell tickets or not. <laughs> so as I like try, if I, if I have a fight in St. Louis, I'll like hit up all the comedy clubs and tell them that I'll be in town. I'd send them my social media following and tell them that I can sell tickets. I have everybody who's coming to the fight can come to the comedy show after, but I need uh, 15 minutes on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And huh. I get That's way awesome. more stage time than I deserve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you fill the house, I would imagine so. That's awesome. Which just leads to comedians hating you. <laughs> I, I, could, I could see that, but what are they going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are they going to do? Throw a show and then ask me to be on it because I still need to sell tickets. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And I try not to be a douche about it, because if you could do it, you would. And yeah. I'm not the greatest comedian, but I can sell tickets. Right. Uh, so you were I, a boxer I, before you were a comedian, then? Yeah. Yeah. So do you, do you have a lot of boxing jokes, or no? No. No, not I at all. I stick away from boxing. Yeah, no boxing jokes, uh, no self-deprecating <laughs> humor. Oh. I don't say anything bad about myself, because I'll be lying. <laughs> <laughs> so you talk shit on the audience? Are you are you one of the like like poking fun at the audience kind of comedians or what? Uh, no, I don't. I, you got I, uh, you got bits and stuff. I have, I have bits, but I just I speak highly of myself. Okay, and in almost a douchebag way, <laughs> and but suddenly kind of talking down on everyone else. So it kind of raises me above everyone. And then I'm just like, just, just joking, guys. And then I just say everything I've won, everything I've done, and then I'm single. And it's basically like putting your calling card out there to every chick in the crowd. As I'll, long as I don't bomb, I can close the deal. Have you bombed yet? Oh, fuck yeah. I oh, bombed yeah. so hard. <laughs> Epic bombs. Epic bombs. <laughs> Where was your worst bomb at? Uh, worst bomb was my first show, my first real show I've ever done. Like I did I did open mics for some months, and I thought I had my jokes memorized, but I put it on my phone just in case, and I, I was always posting I was going to open mics, but I didn't invite any friends or fans out, and after I decided to do my first show, because I was obviously going to be the best ever, I had, uh, they gave me five to seven minutes, and sold out uh, the, the Westport uh, Comedy House out here or whatever, oh, wow. and all my friends came out. We all like celebrated that I got to do my first show before I did my first show, and got like fucking shammered. <laughs> I, I don't remember the show starting, but uh, <laughs> I do remember I came out. My opening joke fucking went, went great, and uh, then I looked up and I've only performed like hole in the wall bars. And when I looked up, I saw all the bright lights, and it freaked me out because <laughs> I've never never experienced that. I realize that why comedians always make fun of the first row. It's all you can fucking see. <laughs> That's true. I yeah. saw that. I started sweating profusely and stuttering. <laughs> and I'm drunk at this point. So I'm like, I, I don't know what else to do. So I, I grab my phone out of my pocket and I just start reading jokes verbatim out of order. 
out of my phone. No punchlines, nothing. Just reading words. <laughs> the other comedians were afraid to take the giant boxer dude off stage. Yeah, man. So, like, they were lighting me. I couldn't see the light because I refused to look up. It was way too bright. <laughs> so you were just looking down your phone the whole time. <laughs> the entire time. And, like, the, the four or five comedians were in the back of the room waving their cell phones to get my attention. Oh, boy. Because I was, like, bombing and making a fool of myself. I'm well, way over the seven-minute point at this point. <laughs> And my friends see me embarrassing myself, so they're, like, waving their cell phones, too, to try to get me off stage. <laughs> but since there are more of my friends than the actual crowd, everyone else kind of joined in. And the entire place was waving their fucking cell phones their cell phone. looked up. <laughs> like a rock concert. <laughs> I, I looked up, I was like, it's like a rock concert, I must be killing it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And I stumbled off stage, and I was in the back. Drinking, I was like, oh, I can't find my phone, and walked back on stage. Oh, no. Because I thought I could grab my phone. There's a guy, Jerome Tolliver. He's a, a gay black dude who, his, his shtick is hating black people and gays, but he's a black gay dude. I don't get it. Uh, he's like really offensive. And I walk on stage to grab my, my phone. I thought I could do it real quickly, and I got a fucking standing ovation. Because because my friends are assholes. (laughs) Well, that's great that you have supportive friends for sure. Yeah, Yeah, I do. They come out to all the shows. I I stop performing in Kansas City because I'd rather get new 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 uh, audience and new material. Nice. So you touring around Kansas then right now? Uh, No, I I travel a lot with for boxing. So uh, whenever. Like I just found out today I'll be in Ames, Iowa in, for a week in May, so I'm going to reach out there. Nice. Uh, I'll be in Lafayette, Louisiana, May 1st. Uh, so wherever I travel, I just reach out to the comedy clubs out there, and when I have speaking gigs in different cities. Cool. Just, yeah, it's, it's easier because I'm just like, hey, pay me whatever. I You don't have to pay travel or anything. So I book pretty easily. Yeah, that's pretty nice. One day I'll, I'll probably be funny enough for them like actual pay for me to come out. Would you rather be? Would you like being both a comedian and a boxer, or if you could be a sellout auditorium stand-up comedian, would you? Would you not box? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I do everything strictly for money. Okay. I, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Whatever one's willing to pay more, but if they're paying the same thing, I'll do comedy because you can be fat and drunk and do comedy. Get your ass beat doing that in boxing. <laughs> That's, that is very true. What What does a, a typical day look like for a boxer? I sleep in. I'm, I'm not one of those, like, wake up at 5 a.m. people. Okay. Uh, I kind of just, like, wake up around 8, 9, 11, noon, and <laughs> I'll go for a run do some cardio, and then I'll do boxing in the evening. If I have a fight coming up, I'll work out early, like 9 a.m., and then go for a run. Boxing workout at 9 a.m., go for a run at like 1 p.m., and then another boxing workout in the evening. But uh, right now I'm just trying to retire from boxing and make the transition into speaking, which would like to know your opinion on this. Yeah. Like, do you guys know how much money is in corporate gigs? Clean Clean comedy, of course, but corporate gigs? Um, I have not I, it, done any corporate gigs for money. I've done some oh. things for for places for free for a nonprofit I work for, but not for money. No. I would suggest like looking into that because they have budget for speakers and, and entertainment, and if mm. they, they call you in to do comedy, they're paying like two, three grand for a show because wow. they have to. Because if you don't use it, you lose it. So if they don't use that money in their budget, they won't get it the next year. They're just, like, hiring people, and their, their threshold for funny is ridiculous. They have zero expectation. <laughs> Corporately funny. So have you, done a lot of, have you done corporate gigs a lot? I've, I've done a few. I just don't have enough clean material to feel comfortable uh, <laughs> doing it yet. Do you do but, it as a comedian or a boxer? <laughs> uh, I do it as a comedian, but they expect, they have the expectation level of a boxer doing comedy. Oh, which oh. they set the they set the bar so low for me. I love it. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no overachiever. You can't really bring out your fans to those gigs, though. That's the that's the problem <laughs> no, with corporate no. gigs. Huh? 
<laughs> Those are the best, though, man. It's, you, it's sometimes you do the corporate ones in the evening. It's it's always in a fancy place. Like I'm doing a, I'm I'm doing one, uh, a 420 in like Excelsior Springs. I don't know if that's Kansas, Missouri, but it's like hmm. an hour and a half away from Kansas City. Okay. And they're like, yeah, man, uh, we know that we usually want clean stuff, but it's going to be late at night. We're going to be drinking. So you can go ahead and say everything but cunt. <laughs> everything but cunt? They wrote that I, out? She said it on the phone. I didn't, she said, I didn't expect it. She said, listen, <laughs> you can say anything but cunt. <laughs> that, that, not the C word, cunt. You can't say cunt. Yeah, okay. she right. caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah, no, understandable. Like, <laughs> still trying to sound like professional and shit while we're talking about me telling jokes to strangers at a professional meeting. But <laughs> another word request I had was I went to do a, a speaking gig for this uh, a comedy show at this dude's 40th birthday party at his house. And I got there in a suit because I, I like to dress up so I can look down on everyone with my outfit. And it was just nothing but motocross dudes. This dude had a plot of land in his backyard and had a motocross party before the comedy show. And I, I don't have any motocross material. So I was like freaking out my head. Weird. Yeah, I would have, had, would have thought you had at least three yeah. jokes on motocross. Have it in your back pocket. Great <laughs> <Ready to> roll. <laughs> I, need to, I need to build on that. But everyone like got off their bikes, put their bikes in pickup trucks, and left. And he, he had a high school band perform before the comedy stuff. So I, I like did jokes in between the band. It was a high school band. So I'm sorry, middle school band. So all the middle school kids showed up <laughs> like to support their friends. And it was the weirdest situation ever. Before I go on stage, guys like, Hey, I'm sure you're going to make fun of Trump, but make sure you say some shit about Hillary too. I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't have jokes about it either. But <laughs> 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 so did, did you work in a, a Trump and Hillary joke or, or just eliminated didn't do it at all uh, I I was so thrown off because I had dirty comedy and then I then they gave me like 14 year olds or like sitting around with their parents so I decided to like switch to clean stuff so my first 10 minute set went alright I mean it was it was bad normally but for the environment I'm okay with it yeah <laughs> it was just like nothing but clean stuff and I introduced before the band was a uh, a rap duo. It was like this 35-year-old black dude and this like 45-year-old white dude. And I didn't know what to expect, but I'm doing clean comedy because there's kids there and the white dude and the black dude get up on the stage. And by stage, I just mean the front of the driveway. <laughs> and it's like, put your motherfucking hands up, bitches! And I'm like, oh, shit. So oh, I just continue wow. to do dirty jokes from on. From then on, yeah. <laughs> I just don't understand the whole cursing thing. You don't understand, like, why they're not allowed, you mean? Yeah. Why can't people curse? Why can't I curse at work? Mm. Why can't I curse around kids? <laughs> why? Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, it, It's really all just slightly different guttural sounds than a lot of words that are, are appropriate, supposedly. Um, so, but, like, apparently, PG-13 is still a thing. But they're ten year olds with fucking iPads on it. Girls, <laughs> two girls, one cup is on the internet. Those kids have access to that, and I can't say shit. <laughs> you make porn stars eating it. You make a valid point. Yeah, you I don't know. I mean, it's social standards. It's weird stuff. It's just like, yeah. why is the nipple so sacred? You know, on women. <laughs> on women, right? Yeah. It's not sacred. I'm a side boob type of guy. That, that's my thing. Side. <laughs> so you got you co- you cover those titties up. I'm cool. Yeah, turn around to the side a little bit. Turn side around. titties. <laughs> that side meat. I have so many, and I wouldn't even call them theories because they're I'm completely right. <laughs> or some people like to call opinions. Right. In fact, about the world and the way people should act. I think one of our biggest issues as a society is no we're, we're no longer a society. We're so interconnected that we. We're, we're, we have conflicting cultures to where, like, some people are like, alright, let's kill this cow and have beef. And then, like, Indian people are like, don't kill the cows, put in an <laughs> accent. And you got some people who's cool with killing animals, but talk about how much they love animals, and they have, like, dogs. And, like, in, in some cultures, 
but it's just we have different ways of living and now that we can exchange ideas right. we're not like I feel like the strongest person should just have the right idea <laughs> that's how nature that's goes just turning it back a little bit yeah it's interesting observation <laughs> I never thought of it like that yeah, like in like because no one wants to play the role anymore in, in in a pack like you have the alpha male like he gets the pussy mm-hmm. and doesn't really do much but he can beat everyone's ass right right and you got dudes who go out and they do the hunting or they, they gather they gather stuff and like the doesn't chips. the alpha male do some of the hunting he doesn't even hunt uh I don't, I don't really know no, he just, I just know that, that he doesn't have to <laughs> he doesn't have he can to actually he wants do whatever to. the fuck he wants he just gets it yeah and you, you know who like everyone else who's the, the other dudes, you know what they're doing? Hunting? Not getting pussy. Oh. <laughs> so the weak don't breed. Right. I mean, that's but that's now, natural selection. Now, right? In society now, we have the weak just fucking other weak people and making weak people. That <laughs> we continually <laughs> make survive. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Tinder. Makes it, makes it. No, that's very. That is a a very astute observation. Uh, but currently, in nature, in yeah. nature, any professional sports organization would be the people breeding. Wait, what? Like the big and like NFL, the biggest, NBA, strongest, like yeah, the, the biggest, strongest, healthiest people would breed. Oh, okay. Like, like what I would do. Is if I had a choice, it would be like LeBron James having babies with Serena Williams, and you were just gonna have strong oh my God. people on Earth. Yeah, <laughs> jeez, <laughs> no, no, like superhuman. People of Walmart, just keep raw dogging. <laughs> I keep raw people of Walmart. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's a, uh, it's almost it's almost like the idiocracy effect, but like but with a with a puniness aspect to it. It's like the puniocracy effect. Are you familiar with the idiocracy effect? Uh, yeah, I, I just finally watched that movie after. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty a good movie to watch at this time. Uh, I feel like. Um, I, and, and if you say anything about it, it sounds terrible because it's completely inhumane. Like in nature, if a, if if an elephant is born with three legs. They kind of just like circle around it. It's like, oh, all right, we're gonna have to leave this one behind, and they just leave <laughs> yeah. it there to die. Like I would never do that to my kid, right? So I can understand, like, and I, I want my kid to like have a son with one leg. I still want him to get pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, but see, then you gotta spread that mentality to other people. You know, the 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 weak Tinder folk. You know, they need to get their weak members wet too. You know what? And while we're on the subject of Tinder, yeah. uh, like the strong males should be breeding, and also like the hot chicks or the desirable chicks. But the problem with Tinder is everyone swipes guys just swipe right always, and girls who is that like, is that good? Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. that's good. I have a yeah, dumb yeah, phone, came. I'm sorry, I don't play along. It's uh, free, man. You get on there, man. <laughs> uh, all the dudes are just swiping right on the girls, and the girls who. If they were in, like, middle school, no one would write them letters because they were unattractive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, as adults, dudes just swipe right because it takes no effort. <laughs> so now girls who were, like, a three are starting to get the confidence of an eight and a half. Dude, you're absolutely right. I see this. <laughs> no, I can vouch because I got some, like, I got, I know some girls who I work with who are, you know, it fit the description that you're making, and they they are they think they're hot shit, and then they start getting the mentality of like a girl who's like an eight, nine, or a ten, like you know, like no, 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 you can't be a bitch to this guy. You're you're a five. Uh, you gotta know your place. Yeah, like, you gotta no, be nice, you're, honey. You're acting like a nine, and you're you're half that. You're totally right. You gotta dude. act tolerable at least. No, yeah, no. at least tolerable. No, he's absolutely right. Absolutely right. <laughs> the, the, the girls wonder why, like, these guys are tweeting my shit because now you're just trying to get laid, you keep into the secret, and, like, a girl who's a four, if she does actually get with, like, a, a dude who's a seven, like, he's gonna treat her like she's a four because he knows she is. Mm-hmm. And instead of her dating a four, she's dating sevens and, or just fucking sevens, like, why are all guys stupid and they all cheat? <laughs> because she's dating up and that's a consequence. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if I'm an eight, 
I want to date a five. Granted, she may not look good, but she'll be knowing that I'm three points higher. She'll she'll worship the round I walk on. We need to just start having cards that we can carry around with our numbers on it, and that way we'll know. Oh, honey, I got we a full range. It's called your body fat in your Pulling face. It's <laughs> your body fat in your face. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the standard the standard definition. Uh, I would say. And, like, granted. Judge a book by its cover because that's why you have a goddamn cover in the first place. Like no one has ever written a, a, a real profound book and spent a hundred years writing this book and put zero time on the front cover. The White Album. I guess it was a, a music. <laughs> yeah, and it's probably abstract. No one even. I don't know. I just, I just think if you're if you're gonna dress the Bible, it's pretty bland. Yeah, that's not a good. Yeah, cover. exactly. Have you ever tried to read it? I'll put you no. to sleep. No. <laughs> yeah. It's that boring and it's filled with rape and murder. I think it'd be a little more exciting with that much action in it. <laughs> no, I don't think we've we've read Bible passages on the show. We've read some Book of Mormon. We've read some other uh, religious texts, I think, outside of Well, the... allow me to paraphrase a bunch of quotes and judge people upon them. There that seems to be their specialty. I had this this health lady or whatever just reach out to me to do a podcast last week, and she like there was an acronym. It was like the acronym was like treatment or something. It was very long, long and one, it was yeah. just <laughs> redundant. And uh, it, it had something to do with I, I, I knew it had something to do with God. And she asked me like purpose of life. She gave me the question she'd asked beforehand. And I just saved the religious part for the end. And I fucking tore her new one 53 <laughs> minutes in. Because at this point, she's either wasted an hour of her life or she has to release this podcast, but she was to shade over and over again. <laughs> so wait, you went on someone else's podcast and roasted her? So <laughs> yeah. She will never fucking release that podcast. Oh my god. Should we be looking forward to a good roast scene here in a little bit? <laughs> oh no. no you, guys, you guys aren't judging people. As long oh, as someone good. doesn't judge someone. Oh my god. The lady, uh, her podcast, yeah. was her her acronym was New Start. Uh, what? Nutrition, exercise, water, sunshine, temperance, air, rest, trust. Hmm. And in parentheses, after trust, says... In God. Mm. Now, we're talking about health. Nutrition, right? That's gonna be the same as water. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that together. Uh, let's gonna, let's throw air into the water category yeah, with nutrition because it's Let's throw air out. Why is air in there? Yeah. As if we I have a choice. <laughs> make, did she just, I felt like she just needed a fucking vowel. Yeah, no. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So rest and sunshine and exercise, those should go together as well. And after like I ripped that apart, I left trust for the end. <laughs> I said, okay, trust. You just put in parentheses in God. You didn't need to put in God. You're trying to fucking trick me into your fucking beliefs. Oh, do you want me to be healthier or do you want to promote your cult? <laughs> <laughs> so so how like, well, what do you believe? I was like, I believe that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Didn't say fuck, because I still wanted her to have use it. <laughs> yeah. I believe that everyone will never know. <laughs> and that's and that's the thing that is craziest to me. Is that we spend so much time arguing and fighting over a thing that we'll never know the answer to. No one will ever know it. <laughs> ever. Yeah, that... <laughs> Why can't anyone understand that? Why can't someone just say, well, we're not fucking sure. (laughs) Faith. The literal belief of faith, of definition of faith is belief without evidence. You're just going to be like, no, man, I know I don't know, but I've got faith. You mean you have no evidence? Yes, that's the best evidence. And atheists aren't any better because they're like, I know there is nothing. Look around you. There's everything. Yeah. yeah, but it's not God. How do you know? Because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and and I was uh, I was in that stone cold atheist camp 
camp before I smoked DMT. It really, really changed my perspective on a lot of things. Just the whole con- just conception of your internal consciousness and what's happening there. <laughs> and just uh, so many different things and feelings and thoughts that I never would have uh, anticipated myself having. Um, yeah. I, I, it puts your shields down and makes you more open-minded. I yeah. mean, that's uh, the benefit of drugs. Uh, the downfall of drugs like sucking dick for heroin. <laughs> but I think it's an even exchange. Yeah, different. Yeah, different. So I, I always see uh, cannabis as the gateway, but there's two paths. There's two roads diverged in a drug wood. One takes you down a sad, sad path of pharmaceutical drugs and synthetics. The other one is a happy path of utilizing plants for the purposes that they're here and helping your mind uh, grow symbiotically with the plants that exist around you. Um, or that luckily, now, using the interconnectivity of the internet, we have uh, a lot of plants that kind of could potentially surround us. Um, we can order things. Amazon. Huh. <laughs> oh, man. There are no jobs left. <laughs> They That's true. Deliver. I saw they delivered a pizza with with a with a drone. What? Uh-huh. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon did, is now in some places. Amazon is delivering packages. It has to be under four point five pounds, but they're delivering it by fucking drone. Where do they put it? They can't land on my porch, right? Uh, I think they. I don't know where they put it. They they. That was one the, thing I was the, wondering. Te- the first one they did was on a fucking farm. Do they I'm put it down your chimney? <laughs> oh my god! Is it taking Santa's job? The Jews cannot. Order <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Jews can order anything they want. So when's your next fight, Cam? I'll be fighting uh, May first through sixth, which bums me out because that whole time we celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Uh, you fighting for five days fight, straight? Yeah, at uh, <laughs> at these national tournaments, you fight oh, five shit. days straight. There'll be uh, thirty-two regions, so uh, thirty-two breaks down sixteen. So you fight every day. One loss elimination. Mm. Wow. You just have one fight a day, though, right? Yeah, just one a day. Okay. Still it's three rounds. Gotta be but, tough. But by the fourth day, you feel terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I would bet. Yeah. I don't know how you don't feel terrible before that, but that's good for you. <laughs> by the fourth day, you start feeling the pains from the first and second day. By the fifth day, you feel everything. And then, <laughs> then you're expected to go celebrate after that. <laughs> and this is what tournament? Uh, this is National Golden Gloves. Oh, okay. National. This will be uh, my fourth, fourth National Golden Gloves. Wow. So uh, what, what's the purse for these events? For the National uh, Gloves. Fucking nothing. I make, really? I make no money boxing, really. Really? I get sponsorships, and I get a bunch of people sending me t-shirts and protein bars. <laughs> uh, I don't get any money. Uh, really? I would I, not have guessed that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, 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 it's ridiculous. I mean, I could turn pro and probably do relatively well, uh, but I, I, I don't want to. I don't like fighting. I like doing it for fun, and it's just like a hobby for me. It's a hobby for you? Yeah, I just I never won, traveled until I was boxing. And you've won... F- you did what before boxing? I, I never traveled until I started boxing. Oh, oh, cool. I started at 17. I started really late. And I just had a very logical way of training and boxing. And uh, I, I got really good really quickly, but now I just do it to see the world. So I can just win nationals. That's pretty sweet. Be number one in the country. Sam number one in the country. <laughs> Splash goes the girls. And <laughs> just get to see it. Like, I just I got to get drunk with a bunch of cool people from all over the world. Yeah, those are great experiences, I'm sure. Ah, oh, hell yeah. The ones I can remember. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You, you, you realize that the shit that we're complaining about in America means nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where's the... Have you traveled around the world then, I guess? Uh, yeah. Where yeah, all have you been? And, uh, been to uh, England, Finland, France, 
the Vatican, bro. Uh, Wait, hold really, on. Go back. Did you d- do a fight in the Vatican? No, but I would <laughs> fight someone at the Vatican. It's ridiculous. <laughs> these people are just raping these, these, these believers. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it, granted, it's a beautiful, the place is, it's beautiful, the artwork, everything, but there, there's just billions of dollars and there's hungry people, like homeless people outside begging for money to turn around and like donate to the church. Whoa. What? I would not have guessed that in the Vatican that they have homeless oh, they have beggars. No, no, no. They don't they don't let them in. No. It's like it's gated out on the outside. They don't oh. let the homeless people in. You have oh. to pay to get in. You have to pay to get in the Vatican? Yeah. What? You know, in, in the seventeenth century the Pope started charging cattle to forgive sins. Oh. <laughs> Wait, just what? just milking people. <laughs> yeah, where's the money go? Yeah. Where do the cattle go? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, church, the, the church sells it. To well, this was Probably then. to the Hindus who were then sacrificing yeah. the cattle, and the cattle yeah. are just dying anyway. <laughs> it's a whole racket. This is come back as cows. <laughs> <laughs> On a farm in Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so the boxing thing is just like a hobby, and uh, wow, well, I, I need. That's why I'm doing well the, done. The, the keynote speaking to like corporations and, and schools, just to like have a career because. So they, that's what you want to do then, is the like a professional speaker, motivational speaker then. Uh yeah. It's it's like humor with with a message. So it's motivational speaking, but I do it as stand-up. And there's some slides incorporated, similar to kind of what Russell Brand did in the Messiah Complex. Have you saw that? I'm not. I haven't. Seen it. I don't it's watch just, movies. A, I'm sorry. No, that's a that's just a stand-up special. Oh. Okay. The Messiah Complex. Oh, it I'm was, not uh, familiar with that. He had slides, and and it was it was good. So I do that, and of course, everyone's. Uh, Expectations of laughter is so low. I can kill doing that. And, <laughs> that like, is true. I've, I've met speakers who make uh, twenty, thirty thousand dollars for an hour speech, which is forty-five minute speech, which is another fifteen minutes of Q and A. So they talk for thirty minutes for thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> what? Wow! And that sounds like I'm making it up. Yeah. And, and that, that's a, a, a select few, but um, yeah. Like Google and like uh, like Yahoo, when these when these places like have their their conferences, they're dropping two hundred thousand dollars on a speaker. Mm. So when everyone heard Hillary Clinton was making this much money speaking, I'm like, I know people who make that much money speaking. Yeah, it's not me, not even I'm close to that. But that's where I strive to be. Yeah. I feel like I have a real message, but I I I can't tell kids to go to college. Oh, that's what? one of the issues. I, I, I'm not telling them it's bad to go to college, but I'm not telling them they have to go yeah. or they should go. I say they should make a, a like a clear, informed decision on if college is a thing for for their career and what they want to do. And I believe in risk for reward. I took a risk to do this whole boxing thing. It didn't work out. Now like, I'm dealing with the consequences, but my reward would have been like, I don't know, living like MC Hammer in the early 90s. <laughs> but now I'm like living like MC Hammer right now. Well, I, I definitely think they, uh, I definitely think we push college on you know kids. I mean, I yeah. know back when we were in school, I mean it was it was a given. You're going to college, or at least you know where we went to school. Yeah, and it was like I didn't even think twice about it. No, yeah, we never think twice. We never did think twice about it. But yeah, and then you look back on it, and some people get like a. Women's studies degree, which doesn't do shit. <laughs> liberal arts, yeah. I went to a liberal arts college, man. Yeah, exactly. Shit, dude. Like, and it's bullshit when you think about it. It's like, why? I feel like we should at least, like, once you leave high school, you should at least get a couple years, uh, you know, to, to not go to college. So I didn't even know what I wanted to do until I was in my mid 20s after college. So, I yeah. still don't know what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Same, like, man. That's like getting married to someone in in 10th grade. Just, yeah! I'm just going to phone it in from here. Right. Like, fuck, fuck exploring the world or exploring myself. I'm just going to go straight <laughs> into something else yeah. for the rest of my life. 
Yeah, and, and no one uses their degrees that they have. They, people change majors, you know, two to four times throughout college because they're fucking kids. They don't know what they want to do. Yeah. I'm in a weird job right now where I feel like I'm a pretender and I just pretend to do a lot of different things uh, and I don't know what the future will hold, but inevitably I'm, I feel like it's, I'm going to have to look for a new career. And I don't know even what, where to begin <laughs> again. Because uh, right after college, I just jumped into the. I didn't. I didn't think that I could be a boxer. Uh, unfortunately, I, I'm I'm five five three hundred and thirty pounds. I guess I could be a class. featherweight. Yeah, <laughs> uh, potentially. Um, but I. I'm three now. You gotta lose some weight, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, There's a dude on our team who's like 5'2", 108 pounds. Oh, wow. And is that the featherweight division, or is that... Uh, 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 yeah, I think it's featherweight. Or something. It's the 132 dude. guys are like 6' even. Oh, no. <laughs> like skin and bone. Like, they cut down weight hard, man. Like, wow. I, I'm talking about my 16 pounds. That ain't shit compared to what these dudes are doing. Wow. They have notice. Wow. Yeah, no. Uh, so, so college it is. So yeah, I, I did college, uh, and but I, looking back on it, I don't know, I don't know why I did it. Um, but now I'm I'm in the position of being a transition coordinator for young men and women who are coming to a program I work for uh, that don't have their high school diplomas. We help them get their high set GEDs, and then uh, help them potentially move on to college, which I have similar feelings to you on that I, I don't necessarily feel like I got the quality of, like, $45,000 that I paid for my education slash diploma. Um, but it's, yeah, but but it's it's kind of like Carrie said, it was the next logical step to our trajectory yeah. as people after high cutter. school. Like, I didn't yeah. ever even think twice about it. And then these people are coming in, not ever thinking that they can... Uh, or not having much success in the education system uh, from the beginning, and then trying to foster their uh, successes into potentially uh, careers is cool in the construction field when they're interested, but when they're interested in college, it's I feel conflicted in a way. Uh, My biggest issue is just this: it, it's gonna, it's all useless. Like if you're going to school, if you want to be a plumber. You go to trade school, they'll teach you how to be a fucking plumber. Mm-hmm. If you're going to college and you want to be a plumber, you have to take classical <laughs> 1920s interpretation on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Just, just throwing out electives for $200 books. Yeah. Yes. You can't, you can't give the book to your friend because they change three pages and call it volume two the next year. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, so true. Just, they're taking advantage of kids. And your professor wrote it. I had that in a few classes where we would have to buy books that our professor wrote, which is great. (laughs) Is is this how you get your sales, bro? Because they don't pay teachers enough. Yeah, Yeah, but that is the way that they're getting their sales. You're right, though. Um, And the student loans are insane from what I understand. Like, I I know friends who have, like, $600 a month uh, student loan payments. That's 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 like like rent. (laughs) How can you afford that? I have like three hundred, and I thought I had a lot. Yeah, no, it's that's growing though. Six hundred a month. Yeah, crazy. That's like car insurance for DWIs. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Exactly. Yeah. If I, just, if I were to just get rich, none of this would matter. Yeah. I'd, I'd be in a higher tax bracket. I'd donate a little bit of money, get it back on taxes, and then complain that that other people uh, get two hundred dollars a week for welfare. Yeah. <laughs> Teachers want raises. The fuck out of here. Get out of here. Get a better job. <laughs> which, which, yeah. Which, which is another thing's weird about these colleges that will hire someone for fifty thousand dollars to do a ten minute commencement speech. <laughs> They're paying their teachers thirty thousand dollars for an entire year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Oh man. Yeah. Yep. No. Yeah. No arguments here, man. Yeah, definitely underpaid education system, uh, I think is a problem. But also, I feel like a thing that is very little talked about is the fact that in my experience in both the nonprofit and education sector in America, 
men are a very small percentage of the teachers slash role model professor or whatever's, uh, and that is never talked about, but they talk about all the time how there aren't women in the financial sector or CEOs and stuff. And I'm, I, I feel like they're, we need to have a little bit of yin and yang here. Like we need to talk a little bit about how we need to have more positive male role models who uh, aren't necessarily all focused on the bottom line. Cause it's that bottom line that drives a lot of negativity, I think, in society. Oh, yeah. Personally. Yeah, yeah. What do we pay attention to, though? Like, the, like role model-wise, who gets the attention? Celebrities. Celebrities, right? Sports figures. Not, not, not even the celebrities. It's the, Trump? the assholes. Because like, that's who yeah. we, we'll talk about. Oh, I hate Floyd Mayweather. But I'll, I'll bring Andre Ward to your attention. Andre Ward, he's the, uh, he hasn't lost since he was 13. He's a 2004 gold medalist Olympian. Mayweather was only a bronze, and Andre Ward's an undefeated pro, just like Mayweather, more knockouts than Mayweather, and he calls himself SOG, son of God, shows up to weigh in, prays with his opponent, beats the shit out of his opponent, prays with his opponent after, and then he disappears. No baby mama drama, no arrest, he like does charity, volunteers, he's a super nice guy, and he doesn't make probably 5% of what Mayweather makes, because... Mayweather has the appeal of the asshole. But that's what it comes down to, though. Like, So he doesn't make as, not, as much money as Mayweather, but perhaps he's making a more positive benefit on society than Mayweather is. I would say that Mayweather makes more of a negative impact on society than Andre Ward makes a positive impact. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's loud and he's rich as fuck. Yeah, fun. you're right. Yeah. More noise. It's just entertaining. And... The celebrities who, like Kanye West, every time he does something ridiculous, it's only because he has an album coming out the next week. Right. right. These people know how to market themselves. And this is, this is going to sound pretty woke, but mainstream media, mainstream America, are idiots. And <laughs> the, the, I tweeted about this the other day, the best song on the, on the album is never the single. Hmm. They put the shitty singles out because... Shitty people like shitty music, and they put, like, the top <laughs> dumb songs out. And, and you market to the masses. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. It goes back, I think, again, to the idiocrification of America, really. Well, Just plain dumbing down to the dumbness of society. And also, I mean, the, the average is always going to be average. So it's like we're talking about C, right? It's like, these are C people. These are C average these people. These are C people, yeah. you know. <laughs> C is graduating. But you know what? You, you don't need to pass a test to procreate. No. No. That's, That's an extra true. curriculum. Not yet, yeah. <laughs> yeah, extra curriculum. Oh, yeah. Every, yeah. I think the smart people who should be procreating are smart enough to know they shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Agre- that, again, the idiocratification of America. That was a big part of it. The smart people... We're not fucking. They were too busy doing their jobs and earning money and being, like, responsible adults. But the people who had no money were just banging to get money, to get more kids, to get more money from the government. And then it just was this constant cycle, and everyone was dumb. And then we had a wrestler as a president, which is basically where we stand now. (laughs) 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 The macho. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anymore. <laughs> and, and I, I was very before I wanted to be like a role model and I would do the speaker thing, and I wanted to, you know, always keep it clean, not curse in public, and don't offend anyone. That was my, that was my whole plan. And then I realized that uh, like Donald Trump could be, become president. I could say whatever the fuck I want and get out of it. <laughs> so I'm just gonna be myself, and it's more genuine that way. I would definitely shy away from ever being on this podcast, even six months ago. Oh, well. But now I'm just like, fuck it. Glad we have a new you. Oh yeah, appreciate you. Welcome, world. <laughs> so, have you boxed in the Olympics? Uh, no, I won the Olympic trials twice though. Uh, why didn't you go? What? What? Why didn't you go? 2012. So when you win the Olympic trials, uh, the way it is now, it never used to be like that. You have to win in America and 
you fight in a world competition like the best, that like the top 24 in each weight class go to the actual games. So the Olympics start like in January, and the finals is what you see in like Rio. Yeah. Those, that's like the finals. Okay. Uh, so I lost an international competition before I made it to Rio in 2016. Uh, okay. In 2012, after winning the Olympic trials, I did not fill out paperwork for a fucking drug test and got suspended and kicked off the Olympic team for not filling out paperwork. What? <laughs> oh, First time it's ever uh, happened. What? In the history of bo- American boxing? Yeah. Oh, um, it, it, it's not, it's where I'm going to I need to tell them where I'm going to be on the hour, every hour, 365 days a year. Like, they mm-hmm. want to know where I'm going to be on April 19th. What? Like, like the the international doping, uh, whatever yeah. it is. What? Yeah, you saw the United States Anti Doping Agency. I have to tell them where I'm going to be at all times. So, so did, did you plug in that you're doing a, a podcast with? Is that what the name uh, well, of the show yeah, is I'm, today? I'm, for home, this? I'm home, yeah, I'm home right now. So if if I don't specify that I'm going to be somewhere else, they're going to show up to my house randomly. What? So, yeah, it's ridiculous. It Who wasn't is, a real offense, but it was right after Lance Armstrong won on Oprah, and they decided to crack down and make an example out of some athletes. I happen to be one of them. Whoa. Like, no one ever gets suspended for this offense. For who the, the who are the guys stuff. who are just showing up? I want that job. Who are just driving around, showing up for... athletes' house. You do not want that job. <laughs> I, I, like, I that's the equivalent of, like, uh, like a troubleshooting... Mm. Like tech guy on the phone. <laughs> Anyone you come in or interact with is going to have an issue, <laughs> and it's going to seem like because or like a repo up, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. You're just you show up, you're just pissed people off. It's either you're doing drugs and you're mad that someone showed up, or you're not doing drugs and you're mad just that someone showed constantly, up. Constantly, yeah, berated by them. That sucks. So how long does that last for? Like, when is the 365 days up? I don't know, every year. I mean, it's, it's, if oh, you're on what? the national team, you have to let them know. Every, so everyone who's on the international, is it just boxing or all of the sports have to do that? Uh, do you know? I know boxing has to do it for sure. A lot of other sports have to do it. Actually, do you have to tell them every hour of every day where you're going to be? Yeah. I don't know uh, that. I don't so, know that at all. And, and, and the thing is, what? I will say, like, let's say I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, Oklahoma tomorrow. I would have to. I could text them and tell them my address where I'm going and when I'm when I'm going to be back. Now, if what what happened is like tomorrow morning, seven a.m., they knock on my door. At seven o five, they knock again and then they call me. I have fifty five minutes to make it back what? to them to my house. Now, if I went to the grocery store and I left my phone at home, I can get I can I can get a a missed test that way. If I go to a basketball game and I don't tell them and there's no service, if my phone's on silent because I'm at the movie theater, these are ways you could be suspended. Three yeah. of those in 18 months, which is very easy to get, especially if you don't have a normal job to yeah. where God knows where I'm going to be next week. Shit. And the last thing you can you, you think about every time you leave your house is texting them. Yeah, right? So you have to so, text just this random USADA number that you're going yep. to the store? Text at usada.org. Yep. Hmm. What? And, uh, that, that's, and, and I, after I was suspended, uh, and ESPN headlines read, read that, uh, I failed to meet drug test requirements, which means the paperwork. But that's not what people are going to assume. No right. one reads the article. They just read right. the headlines and everyone thought I was doping up. I'm right. terrified of needles. Yeah. I never no. do drugs. Yeah, what a burden to deal with. I never really, I mean, I knew that the doping agencies were, pretty stringent, but I really had no idea of the details of how crazily stringent they Getting are. Getting up in your shit. <laughs> All up in it. <laughs> how many times have you been drug tested in the past year? Ten. Ten? Ten? Yeah. Wow. Ten in the past year. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And, and it, it's like, if they're like, alright, every Friday, at least I can put in my schedule what I need to know what to do. But, right. Yeah. yeah. But it's random, right? Like, you have no idea. Yeah, it, no. Sometimes they'll come twice in a month. Sometimes they won't come for four months. And they just show up at your door? Uh, wherever you say you're going to be. But if I tell them <laughs> I'm going to, like, the Hilton Hotel, if I don't tell them what room, it 
doesn't count. They'll still Whoa. show up at my house. I need to give them the exact. Wait, so if you say, I'm going to the Hilton Hotel, and then they show up at your at your house with the piss cup, and you are not there because you told them you're at the Hilton Hotel, but That's, you didn't yeah. say the room? That's a fail. I didn't say the, I didn't say the room, yeah. It's wow. ridiculous. And it's it fun. seems like I'm making it up. But I also, I, I, I took an active role. As, I'm like, listen, I'm not hiding from anyone, but I'm not going to text you everywhere I go. So yeah. put an ankle bracelet on me. Track me that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I have nothing to hide. I just I don't like to be inconvenienced. Yeah, that's crazy shit. Holy cow. And and you have to deal with that as long as you're on the, the circuit? Or, or yeah, whatever you're in, the team, you're in their, their testing pool. Fuck. That's wild. Now, do you fight in the heavyweight or the super heavyweight when you go travel around the world or both or what? Uh, both. As of like the last two years, I've been fighting at heavyweight. Okay. Uh, yeah, so been 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 heavyweight the last two years. Just decided to fight smaller people and lose weight. Stop being lazy. <laughs> Stop being lazy and boxing people around the world and winning constantly. <laughs> Get a job, Cam. <laughs> that may have to do one day. Hopefully not anytime soon. At least nothing you don't want to do. Now, try to marry Rich. <laughs> Get you a sugar mama. <laughs> yeah. I've been fucking asleep for a long time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's about time. time. To get paid, it is right? about time. <laughs> get those stud fees. Get some money. <laughs> Don't fucking for free.